0: Welcome to the Illuminations Media Network. Here's clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner.
1: Mary and Tom have been married for 20 years, and they joke a lot about sex. But the dirty secret is they have not been intimate for years they even sleep in different beds how did they let their marriage lose its fizz what happens in marriages that turns the pleasure of romance into a chore a duty and gradually kills it if your marriage is headed in this direction how can you add the spark back into it first know yourself what ruins a romantic moment for you what's a turnoff What do you find sexy? Next, tactfully let your partner know what you enjoy and what you'd prefer he or she did differently. Mary and Tom each think the other person should know what they like, but assuming the other person can read your mind
2: is part of the problem. Hear Dr. Kenner at drkenner.com.
1: And you can call her
3: toll-free anytime, 24-7, and leave a recorded question. That's 877-DRKENNER.
0: family members temper making your home life miserable are they harming your kids or you now's your chance to talk about it with dr ellen kenner clinical psychologist taking your calls and questions on parenting relationships or any personal issue call her now toll free at 877 dr kenner that's 877 K E N N E R.
4: sit down and listen to this i got a juicy piece of news and it's reliable Alan in accounting got it from Stephen in promotions, who got it from Cindy in retail sales, who got it from Arlene, the station manager's secretary, that the station is definitely way over budget and somebody's getting the axe. But don't tell anybody, I was sworn to secrecy.
1: And that is from Frazier. And are you spreading gossip? Do you find yourself finding the juicy pieces in other people's lives and spreading it to other people and then telling them not to tell? What does that do to you knowing that you're a person that? thrives on that sort of fuel. Uh, what is it? What do you do if somebody is starting to gossip, and part of you wants to hear the story, because who doesn't want to hear a juicy story, but you sense that it's private, and you sense that the person's crossing the line? Do you have the words in your mind to be able to say, you know, this sounds a bit private or I'm uncomfortable hearing this, I'd prefer not to. Do Are you able to say that or not? That's one of the many things we talk about on this show, how to run your mind better. How to, you're the manager of your own mind. Are you a good manager or are you not quite a good manager? Are you sometimes good and sometimes not good? How do you clean up the shop, so to speak, so that you love living in your own mind? You have a good way to make decisions. You have some wonderful skills under your belt. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. The show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions on any personal issue going on in your life. And although it's not therapy, pick up the phone and give me a call, and maybe I can give you a tip that will send you on the right path. Uh, the number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free, 877 doctor And I want to welcome Sandra to the show, Sandra. Sandra, you have a relative who stole from you?
4: Well, it's not actually. It's a daughter-in-law's brother. Okay. And uh, he's quite with computers and has repaired our computers before. Yeah. And uh, we invited him into our home and paid him well, and he did a great job. And yeah. my mother, who my sister... I uh, had gotten a new card after my dad's passing and was in the drawer. Didn't realize it was gone until we got a statement. A new obviously. a new credit card? Credit card. Once my dad passed away, yeah. they had to reissue it. So okay. we were in the Mom hadn't used it. All of a sudden, we get a statement showing these charges. Well, we couldn't. We thought maybe Mom had dropped it. We didn't know it was him. Yeah. We told the police. Did all the things they were supposed to do. Yeah. Come to find out. When my my son-in-law went and looked at the gas station and saw a picture of the person, he was so upset for my mother because she's grieving over my dad, and now she's got a credit card theft. And, oh, wait a minute. Slow
1: that down. I didn't quite hear that last uh, sentence. Yeah, go ahead.
4: My my son-in-law was so worried for my mother, who was quite upset over this.
1: Right. This thinking maybe
4: she dropped <coughs> her card. And, right. You're you know,
1: worried about identity theft yeah. and the rest, right.
4: Yeah, and she's almost dating, just lost her husband anyway. Yeah. He looked at the, got someone to show him the film at the gas station, and sure enough, this is who it was. So rather than, we had already turned it into all the law enforcement. Yeah. And we, you know, maybe this was the problem. We should have gone to my daughter-in-law and son-in-law and said, hey, what's going on? But my mother felt very strongly that she should proceed, that if someone did that, they should be responsible.
1: Oh, wonderful. Um, I like you. I like her.
4: And our family, we have a very functional family. My yeah. husband and I have been married thirty eight years. We have yeah. three children. You know, we yeah. are law abiding and honest people. Yeah. So my daughter do- when they the detective finally went to his house to find him. Yeah. And word of it got to my daughter in law. My daughter in law called me screaming on the phone. Yeah. How dare you Turn in her Why brother did you call us? yeah um, I've put up with you for eighteen years huh. with all this shenanigans, yeah, you are dead to me, yeah, hung up,
1: yeah, wow. well, now that's gonna know. affect your relationship with your son,
4: yeah, well, this is the problem now, let me just say this girl, who I've done everything I can, I took her in when she had just turned eighteen. she lived with us for four years, yeah, she was my son's friend, not a girlfriend at the point, yeah saved enough money to buy her own home. I mean, she's very successful. She's driven. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we've done a lot for her. We've loved her. We've cared for her. Mm -hmm. And it's just been a constant turmoil. She has a lot of dysfunction in her family. And we have a warm, loving family who have tried so hard. Yeah. And so this happened. I haven't seen my son or my three little grandchildren in two months. Okay. And I've chosen for once not to try to fix, because I don't think that we're at fault. I think they owe us an apology. Right. but I'm always smoothing and fixing and trying. Right. And it's, just, it's, it's very, very upsetting to me. You know, I have three kids, and I'm very close to them. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, what do I do now?
1: So what your son is siding with her. Your son isn't torn. He isn't trying to... My
4: son is very torn, and I think... My gut feeling is that she is saying, you talk to your mother, then fine, you choose her over me.
1: Okay, I, so she's drawing you know, a line in the sand. I, she's threatening the relationship and the, the integrity of the relationship.
4: That's not, I don't know for <laughs> her. But I called my son, uh, sent him a text. I let it go for four weeks, and I thought, I'm not going to say a word. I always say something. Yeah. I always fix it. Okay. There's numerous things with her. Be- and, because uh,
1: what works with her?
4: I said, well, I sent him a text, and I said, if you don't want me to, you know, bother you anymore, you tell me. Yeah. He called me. He says, Mom, I love you. I'm trying to work it out with her. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, you know, it's just you shouldn't have to choose between your mother and your wife. There's room for both of us. And, you know, I respect that you love her and are standing by her, but get the facts. This right. Is what, you know, well, this, so I, yeah. I was able to have a conversation with him and tell him how I felt and what I said.
1: Yeah, so there was a hug that went on between you and him, and you know that he loves you. It's not, that's not the question. The question is, he's in an awful moral, he's in a moral bind right now, Sandra. And, um, and you have made a different choice. Instead of enabling or groveling or trying to be the fix-it person or apologizing for something you don't feel sorry for doing, it, it, it's, um, you're taking the moral high ground and properly so. And it sounds like uh, you're protecting your mother. You're protecting anyone else who could be, who could be a victim of this guy. And the fact that your daughter-in-law has a brother who's a thief, she's got to deal with that.
4: you well. Ex- the, the the nice part about the whole situation was that after my mother. You know, after this all happened and I came home and I, I, I just was shocked. I said, Mother, she just called me. This is what she said. Yeah. I said, I I'm I'm shocked. She said, Well first of all, she said you shouldn't have said anything to her. I said, I was trying to give her the facts of what had happened. Right. And right. she said first of all, she said, It's not your place to solve it and I'm the one, my mom said, Yeah I'm the one that was pressing the charges. Yeah. When she found out about the boy and that he was trying to get his life back <clears throat> on track and has two small kids and right. she said I was desperate he wrote, he, he talked to my mother, and my mother said, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to drop the charges. If you promise me, you're going to save money. You're going to let me know how you're doing, and never do this again. Yeah. I am going to give you a chance.
1: And what happened? I know we're down to the last few seconds. So he,
4: he, Okay, he wrote us, he wrote thank you to everybody. We haven't heard a thing from him, and this has been a month and a half ago.
1: Okay, so.
4: I, I hear he's doing okay, but.
1: So here is the principle. Um, what my favorite author is Ayn Rand, and in her book Atlas Shrugged, she has a statement, I think this is paraphrased, Those who grant sympathy to the guilty grant none to the innocent. Oh that's good. Yeah. Those who grant guilt sympathy to the guilty grant none to the innocent. So your son is between a rock and a hard place because he probably doesn't want to lose the integrity of the marriage. And it really pivots on your daughter-in-law. Your daughter-in-law needs to face the facts that her brother stole. And she could be outraged at the brother. And if she is, that's the healthy part in her. The fact that you reported it might have been the best thing for the brother and for anybody else who would be a victim. And it certainly shows integrity on your mother's part and on your part too. So I think you don't need to go groveling. I think you're on the right path, and I think the fact that you periodically may hug your your son with a text and hug back, he needs to work this through. So listen, I thank you so much for the call, and um, and I think patience, you, in other words, <laughs> uh, yeah, patience, and just going for the long run that you want to stay connected with him. Thank you so much. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness.
2: Well, folks, if you're planning on going vacation, or maybe you're just looking for a new book to read, pick up this Selfish Path to Romance with Dr. Ellen Kenner and with Dr. Edward Locke. The book is so important for those who seek a healthy, loving relationship. Are you someone that always seems to choose the wrong person? Well, then you need to read this book. Or maybe you just want to improve your relationship. Understanding what sex is good and why it's good. Perfect book for anyone making a change in a relationship. Maybe you're going to explore a dating service. Learn how to avoid making bad romantic choices. Maybe you have a family member who's coming out of a difficult relationship. Why not get the book for them? Dr. Kenner explains why your need should be met. And why it's so important for someone to be comfortable, love themselves before they can love another. Stop watching everyone else be happy. Chapter 1 is is free online at drkenner.com. This could change your life. Stop settling. Start enjoying your life of romance and passion. The Selfish Path to Romance, available on Amazon right now. Why is affordable health insurance so hard to find? Because it is forbidden by law. Many states require coverage for treatments that you don't want and don't allow you to buy insurance from another state. Some providers reward legislatures well for these mandates. For information on why health care is expensive, visit the website of Americans for Free Choice in Medicine, www.afcm.org. That's afcm.org.
3: Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. I'm exhausted. I can't believe how much I've been running around today. I can't wait to get home and relax in a nice warm tub. I'll ask Bob to help Billy with tonight's homework.
0: I'm exhausted. This has been one hectic day. I can't wait to get home and relax in a warm tub. I'll ask Jane to help Billy with tonight's homework. How can you
2: resolve family fighting, anxiety, job stress, or perhaps an unromantic relationship? DrKenner.com is the place to discover the rational way to achieve your happiness. That's D R K E N N E R.com. DrKenner.com is a free internet website where you can read answers to your questions, psychology in the news, articles, and book reviews. Dr. Ellen Kenner is a clinical psychologist, and at DrKenner.com, you can email her a question on any problem you're dealing with. That's D R K E N N E R.com. And remember to tune into Dr. Kenner's show every week.
0: Do you need money to grow your small business? We are the Business Loan Consultants and we can help you get money for your business. We have helped many businesses including fitness studios, general contractors, hair salons, medical practices, automotive shops and many, many more. We can help get loans ranging from $10,000 up to $1 million. If you own a restaurant and need money for renovations, money to buy new equipment, or simply need working capital, we can help. If you have been in business for at least one year and have a monthly revenue of at least 10,000, call us today at 800-460-8679. Banks can take months to approve your loan. You can't afford to wait. We can help you get approved for a loan in 24 hours. If you need money for your business, don't wait. Call us now at 800-460-8679. Get the money you need today.
3: Now is the time to unleash the power of your mind and start feeling amazing. Boost your confidence, lose weight, stop smoking, release stress and more. Visit beyondhypnosis.org and experience how hypnotherapy merged with light and sound technology can take you to higher levels of emotional and physical well-being. That's beyondhypnosis.org. We now offer customized virtual sessions, in-office sessions, and hundreds of hypnosis downloads and healing meditation music in our store. That's beyondhypnosis.org. You've heard it all your life. How dare you be so selfish? You should
1: think of others. All you care about is yourself. What emotion do you feel when you hear this? Of course, guilt and some anger. Then you hear that Emma's such a nice girl, she never thinks of herself. She wanted to be a travel agent, and instead she moved in with her nasty grandmother and is taking care of her. What a saint. Do you admire Emma, or does she make your stomach turn? Should you pursue your dreams and be selfish, or live in the shadows of others? What if that's a false alternative? What if selfishness doesn't involve bulldozing others, but valuing your long-range happiness, and pursuing it rationally, and helping out those whom you love? What difference would that make in your life? It's the difference between mental health and emotional suffering.
2: Here Dr. Kenner at drkenner.com.
3: And you can call her toll-free anytime 24/7 and leave a recorded question. That's 877 DRKENNER.
0: Is dishonesty ruining your romance? Is your romance ruining a friendship? Now's your chance to talk about it with Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist, taking your calls and questions on romance, friendship, or any personal issue. Call her now, toll free, at 877 Dr. Kenner. That's 877 DRK ENNER.
4: This is Merrill. No, that's unacceptable. Listen, tell Warren, if we don't ship by Tuesday, we won't be in the stores by Mother's Day, and that's unacceptable. So don't give me any excuses and do it. Do it, you shut up and get it done! Oh, honey, you broke your phone. It's okay. I carry extras.
1: Can you imagine having that girl as your daughter or as your girlfriend or as your coworker or boss? We all have people in our lives who have anger management problems or maybe they're depressed or maybe they're anxious or maybe they just have no direction in life and they want some guidance and they don't feel like they can do it on their own. Well, they can turn to a cognitive therapist. Cognitive therapy is a phenomenal therapy that allows you to learn how to think, learn how to make sure that your thoughts connect with reality so that you can guide your life better and you're not stuck with a lot of stinking thinking. And with me today to discuss... Cognitive Therapy and Stinking Thinking is Dr. Jeff Riggenbach. He's a cognitive therapist in the state of Oklahoma, practicing at Laureate Psychiatric Clinic and Hospital. And he has completed training with the Beck Institute of Cognitive Therapy and is certified with the Academy of Cognitive Therapy. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hi, Ellen. Hi. Um, if Let's just say that somebody comes to you and they just are swimming in... They're just swimming with all these negative thoughts. You know, I'll never get anywhere. Nobody likes me. What am I going to do? There's, n- there's nothing much I can do. Tell me a little bit about how their thinking is off base many times and what cognitive distortions are.
5: Sure. Uh, and actually, cognitive therapy is probably a little bit different than a lot of the other therapies out there in several ways but in one way in the sense that there's a very high educational component so a lot of people that come to cognitive therapy say they feel like rather than being in a group they're more like going to class and so before we can actually break down exactly what's going on with each person we will do a lot of education Uh, I've actually had patients say boy you talk more than any therapist I've ever known before Uh, and that is true in the beginning uh, there is a lot of teaching that's necessary um,
1: you're teaching thinking skills.
5: You are teaching thinking skills.
1: And you're teaching them how to read their own minds.
5: That's right. You use the phrase stinking thinking, and I think that's a phrase that a lot of our patients use. And the term cognitive distortions" is really just a, a term to define very specific types of stinking thinking.
4: Yeah. And
5: there are some pretty specific types of thinking that lead to some pretty specific feelings.
1: Yeah such as should statements, I should do this, I have to do this, and I should always be a success, you know, I always have to get straight A's?
5: No, absolutely. Should statements are, are a really, really big one that a lot of people struggle with. Um, it's when we say we should or we have to or we ought to or we must or uh, we need to. Those are kind of shoulds in disguise. Actually, there's two types of should statements. One type is when we can should ourselves. And when we do that, we're almost always feel guilty. So if you're feeling guilty, there's probably a should of self under there. Okay, can you and give can me an small.
1: example?
5: <laughs> yeah, sure. It can be a small thing, or, or it can be a, a deeper, more intense thing. I mean, I shouldn't have been late for that meeting, or I shouldn't have, you know, said what I said to my spouse that was really mean, to I should have never had that abortion 20 years ago, or I should never married this person, or those sorts of shoulds. That and always lead to guilt or regret.
1: And sometimes it's reality-based, and sometimes, I know in the case of a, abortion, it's, um, it, they need to go back and rethink things.
5: Sometimes we can say that we shouldn't have done the things that we did, but yeah. the reality is that we did do them, yeah. and how do we move on from there?
1: Yeah, okay.
5: And so if we would identify things that, according to our moral value system, we really would say were wrong... Then it might be a matter of forgiving ourselves and not beating ourselves up over time. Or making
1: amends if you hurt somebody. If you uh, were very cruel to a coworker, you need to make amends.
5: Absolutely, those kinds of things. Or, if you really didn't do anything wrong, then it's a way of learning to kind of reshape how you think about that and recognizing that, you know, what was your responsibility and what wasn't your responsibility.
1: And to be able to let go of the unearned guilt.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Earned versus unearned. I like
1: that. And, um, and actually, I got that from my favorite author, Ayn Rand. Oh, you uh, did? Yeah. Um, and what about another cognitive distortion, uh, such as, what if I say, I know exactly what you're thinking about me now, Jeff. I know it, and I know it's not good.
5: Well, that's a distortion we call mind reading. Uh, mind reading uh, and fortune-telling, and another related one that we call magnification kind of go together. So mind reading is when you assume you know what someone else is thinking. Fortune telling is predicting what you think is going to happen.
1: I know that nothing good is going to come of this, so why bother applying for this job? Would that be an example of f- the fortune teller?
5: That would be an example of that of, of the fortune. you'll never.
1: Y- you are. You have a messy room. You'll never amount to anything. You tell your kid.
5: That's right. Both of those would be example of of the mind reading or the fortune telling type of statement. Um, you know, in terms of applying for the job, if we predict that we're never going to get it, that's the fortune-telling part. And if we predict all these reasons why, they're not going to hire me because I'm overweight or I've got a gap on my resume or for whatever reason. That's the mind-reading part. And then some people, especially that struggle with anxiety, really take it to another level and go to the point that not only am I not going to get this job, but I'm not going to get any job. And I'm going to end up underneath a bridge, sleeping in a cardboard box, right, with no clothes right. On kind of a thing. Uh, And those are certainly the kind of distortions that lead to anxiety. And so
1: cognitive therapy helps people undistort them, take out the distortion and see things accurately, and teaches them the skills to look for evidence on their own so eventually they don't need a cognitive therapist.
5: Absolutely. That is one of the number one beliefs of cognitive therapy, is that uh, we want to teach patients the skills that they need to be able to face life circumstances on their own. And actually, research is starting to substantiate this, Ellen, that people that do cognitive therapy are much less prone to relapse into their old feelings of guilt or depression or Because anxiety. they have
1: the method to get themselves out of it.
5: Because they have the skills that they need that they can use the rest of their life.
1: Right, right. So it's a wonderful gift to yourself to see a cognitive therapist. And if you're looking for one, you can go to the Academy of CT, cognitive therapy, dot org, And there's a list of uh, therapists from all over the world there. Now, quickly, what is an intimacy circle?
5: Uh, intimacy circles are technically have nothing to do with cognitive therapy okay. in and of themselves but it's just a way that we use to talk with patients about relationships and let them examine their relationships. We use the definition of intimacy of into me see intimacy.
1: Yeah, very good. To describe
5: intimacy and how closely we let people see into us. And it's just a way to kind of evaluate our relationships and try to recognize harmful patterns that might be stumbling people up.
1: So if there's somebody into me, see, if there's somebody too close to me that I don't want very close, I can put them in an outer circle? Is that what you're referring to?
5: Absolutely. That's one of the things that a lot of people who do these exercises find. Is uh, Some people say my relationships are a complete mess, but some people say, as the example you just suggested, gee, I pretty much like how my relationships are, but there's this one person that I've let in too close.
1: Maybe it's a
5: romantic interest, maybe it's a mother-in-law that won't get out of my business. I mean, whoever it is, this one person is getting in and I'm giving them the power to ruin my life. And so, yeah, helping them come up with steps to take to move that person out into, so and they don't have the power over their lives that they had before. That's
1: interesting, to an outer ring. I always use an example like that a little differently, but I did have the concentric circles, so when you ever talked about that, I, I took one of your seminars, it was wonderful to hear, and when you heard, talked about how people use them, you know, this person's got to go in an outer ring or this one can come in closer. It was. It's a wonderful mental uh, tool, a tool for people to have in their toolbox, basket. Listen, thank you so much for being with me today.
5: Thank you for having me, Ellen.
1: And think of a question you might want to ask me and give me a call next time. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, back with you next week on The Rational
2: Basis of Happiness. Are you looking to get into a new relationship? Well, pick up this book, The Selfish Path to Romance, with Dr. Ellen Kenner and with Dr. Edward Locke. The first chapter is free online. Go to her website. It's drkenner.com. This book, without question, is important for those in a healthy relationship or maybe those that are seeking a healthy, loving, mature relationship. Do you find that you're always picking the wrong partner? Or maybe it's someone that you know. Choosing the right partner. How to cherish your partner. Creating intimacy. It's Dr. Ellen Kenner, The Selfish Path to Romance. Available on Amazon right now. Romance doesn't just happen. This book brings you closer to the passion, love, excitement you desire in a romantic relationship. Listen, before you join a dating service, first read Dr. Kenner's book. The first chapter is free online. Go to her website, Dr. Kenner, Dr. com available on Amazon right now. When The Fountainhead was first published more than 70 years ago, Ayn Rand's bold literary vision and groundbreaking philosophy of individualism captured the world's attention. Initially rejected by 12 publishers as too intellectual, the novel became an instant classic and continues to provoke heated debates. The story of an innovative young architect, his violent battle against convention, and his love affair with a woman who seeks to defeat him. The Fountainhead is as relevant today as it was when Rand first penned it. Order your copy at Amazon.com.
3: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kidessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash today.